Ni hao, and welcome back to the Panda Cup Stories podcast, stories told in Mandarin Chinese and English. We ended our last episode with a bit of a cliffhanger. Mei had taken her seventh sister's advice and gave Hai her hydrising, her sea heart. We left our story with Mei's heart literally in Hai's hands, and Mei, a lifeless figure of stone. Is our tale to end in tragedy? We continue our story today in part 10 of Pearl, a Chinese mermaid story. Pearl, part 10. Zhenzhu, di shi bu. Chapter 28. Di er Handle with care. Yong xing shou hu. Hai's breath skidded to a halt, his heart thudding in his chest. He wasn't quite sure he believed what he was seeing. Hai shut his eyes, breathing deeply before opening them again. And there she was, the stone maiden who had once been a living, breathing May. The statue stood still, mute and immobile under the light of the moon. Hai reached out to touch her face. The stone was cold as the moonlight in which it was bathed. Hai suddenly remembered that he still clutched May's pearl bracelet. In one desperate motion, he slid the bangle onto her stone wrist. It fell with an empty clink against the other seven bangles. Hai stared at the bracelets. The silence around him roared, canceling out all other thoughts. That's of no use, dear, spoke a voice as gentle as the summer's breeze. Hai turned with a start, his eyes searching the shadows of the cave for the source of the voice. And... There she was, a tall woman cloaked in a robe of, was it gold? I couldn't quite tell, for she was half hidden in shadow. The bracelet will not bring back sweet May, the woman continued on as she strode out from the shadows. Her hair, which had seemed raven black moments before, now seemed to be threaded with silver. Strange, I thought dimly. I thought her robe was yellow. He blinked his eyes and looked again. No, he must have been mistaken. The woman was clearly cloaked in a robe of dark red. As the woman made her way slowly to the edge of the pool, she seemed to stoop, her long strides slowing into carefully measured steps. When she finally reached the stone pathway leading to the center of the pool, Hai saw that the hair on her head had become snowy white. Another trick of the light? In her right hand, the stooping woman grasped a wooden cane. Wait, wasn't this the old woman who had taken May in? What could she be doing? Before Hai could complete his thought, Night Nai had somehow already crossed the stone pathway and was now standing beside him at the center of the cavern lake. The old woman gazed at Hai, a shrewd expression in those cloud-colored eyes. With a wizened hand, she plucked the pearl bangle off the stone maiden's wrist. She pressed it, as May had done, into Hai's palm. He felt it turn from warm to cool, then back to warm again. So, she took the leap, did she? The old woman clucked her tongue as her gaze slid from high onto the stone maiden. Night Nai turned and shuffled back towards the stone pathway. Come, she commanded, beckoning for Hyde to follow. Hurry along now, the middle of the lake is no place for talking. Night Nai moved slowly, leaning heavily on her gnarled cane. 
High started forward to lend a hand, lest she slip on the stepping stones. Yet, in the next moment, he found the stones before him vacant. High blinked in confusion, looked up, and saw Nene's bent figure already at the edge of the pool. The old woman waved at him to hurry, and hurry he did, rushing across the stone pathway, his feet almost slipping off the stones. As he ran, High grasped the pearl bracelet tightly in his palm. When he finally reached the old woman, High's breath came in ragged gasps. Nainai grinned up at him, wrinkled lips stretching into a broad smile. Your grip, young man? She wrapped High's knuckles with the end of her gnarled staff. That's May's heart you're squeezing there. Handle with care. Chapter 29 Di Zhang Earth Mother Di Mu Qing May's heart? repeated Hai, feeling numb. Yes, the old woman answered with an earthy sigh. Like I said, she took a leap of faith. And there, in the half-shadows of the cave, the old woman spoke to Hai for the second time that night of May's story. A wet ball of dread knotted in Hai's stomach. Shivers of guilt raced up his back and down his arms, stinging with the sharpness of regret. I didn't believe her. He choked out, throat raw. The old woman sighed and patted his shoulder. She knew you might not, but she told you all the same. It takes courage, it does, the old woman nodded approvingly towards the center of the lake, to tell the truth to the person one loves. So many hold back for fear of what they stand to lose. The old woman fixed her gaze onto High once more. What you hold in your hand... That is May's hydrasing, her sea heart. When she gave it to you, she not only gave you her love, but her trust. And that, my dear boy, is something quite precious indeed. And she was wrong, I cried in despair. Because of me, she... He had lost her. Lost the person he held most dear to nothing more than the whispered smoke of rumors. I've lost her, I finished, voice flat and defeated eyes fixed dully on the rose pearl in his hand. Not quite, came Nainai's reply, her voice somehow gentler and younger sounding than before. Hai, his head still bent and gazing at May's Haijixing, did not see the figure of the old woman straighten, standing taller as she spoke. Neither did Hai see the white hair on her head darken, first into silver and then into an inky black. Do you feel the rose pearl in your hand? Yes. Does it not change from warm to cool, then to warm again? It does. Well, there you have it, the woman standing before I cried, voice triumphant like sunshine in June. Er, have what? asked Hai, mightily baffled. He finally turned his gaze towards Nainai, only to find that the old woman had disappeared. Instead, a woman, no, a girl, here, I actually rubbed his eyes in disbelief, stood where she had been. The pigtailed little girl, who had once been an old woman with cloud-colored eyes, rolled her own chestnut-hued eyes in exasperation. She shook her head at high, fat pigtails flouncing about her shoulders. The little girl pointed at the bracelet he held and spoke in a melodious voice. That heart you hold, May's heart, it still beats. Because it has been given to one whose heart is also true. Should your heart remain true, one day your love will return to you. 
As she finished speaking, a little girl had transformed once more into a tall woman with raven hair. Go home and rest, boy, she said. You still have questions, I know. The answers you seek will come by dream. Then, the Earth Mother stepped forth and dropped something into Hai's hand. He looked down to see that she had given him a single leaf, purple in the moonlight and edged in silver. Hold this in your palm when you go to sleep, she said. It shall guide you to where you need to be. And with that, the Earth Mother melted into the ground, vanishing without a trace. Chapter 30 the Dream Meng Jing. Hai lay down that night with Mei's Hai Jixin resting on his chest. As the rose pearl bracelet was too small to fit onto his own wrist, he had looped it onto a length of twine which he had tied around his neck. In his left hand, Hai held the leaf given to him by the Earth Mother. The answers you seek will come by dream. The moon spilled silver light into his cottage. Hai shut his eyes and saw May's face, marble shining bright under the same moonlight. The pearl rested upon his bare skin, warm and cool, warm and then cool again. His eyelids slid shut a fraction, a hum of wind, the lazy drifting of clouds, and an ever-shining moon. Hai slept. A tangle of vines, silver vines with purple leaves. With some effort, Hai broke free from the grasp of the vines, only to find himself in a silver-gray landscape. He was thirsty, very thirsty. Hai swallowed, trying to wet his throat, but to no avail. Water, where was water? No sooner had the question formed in his mind, the sound of rushing water filled his ears. Hai turned to see a waterfall, its clear water cascading down and foaming white where it struck stone, mist rose and silver droplets. Hai started toward the waterfall, eager to quench his thirst. As he entered the mist, the silver droplets dusted his skin, clouding his vision. It was then that a powerful drowsiness replaced his thirst. The silver mist blurred his vision further, pressing down upon his temples. Hai's footsteps slowed as the silver mist settled upon his limbs like dust. He walked forward still, yet slowly now, as one does when half awake. Step by step by step. Hai came full stop, beginning to slide into slumber's internal embrace. Suddenly, a sharp heat from the rose pearl, which still hung about his neck, jolted him forth a few more steps, and he was out of the mist. The fog weighing upon Hai's mind lifted, and he saw he now stood in the middle of a slate-colored landscape, barren of all vegetation. All around him was gray, as was the sky, which seemed to melt into the gray slate earth. Only the silver moon hung, ever familiar, in the sky. Hai looked around him to see no one. He stood alone, and then, quite suddenly, he was alone no more. The other figure was tall, very tall, thin too, with a sort of tapered elegance. They stood with their back to high, head slightly tilted to gaze at the moon. High moved toward the figure dressed in black. He saw the tall figure raise a thin arm 
extend long, delicate fingers, and with one smooth motion, pluck the moon from the sky. All was darkness. High froze in his tracks, unable to see. Stretching his arms out before him, he groped blindly. Then, Hai felt the rose pearl pulsing its warm, cool rhythm against his chest. The pulsing seemed to increase in speed, and then Hai saw the light coming from inside his tunic. It was faint at first, but quickly grew brighter, shining against his chest. Hai removed the loop of twine which held the rose pearl bangle from his neck. He held the rose pearl in his palm, seeing that it now glowed a pure, radiant white. Hai held the shining pearl aloft, lighting his way forward. He took one step forward, two steps, three, and then he halted, for the figure clothed in black had reappeared, blocking his way. Hai's heart hammered, the rose pearl shone with steady light. Hi friends, that's our story for the week. Where has Hai's dream led him, and who is the mysterious figure in black? What can this possibly have to do with saving May? Find out next Saturday in part 11 of Pearl, a Chinese mermaid story. See you next time. This episode was written and produced by Lindy Yi. Chinese translations were provided by Zoe Lola. Multiliteracy advice provided by Kevin M. Wong. P.S. If you like our stories and want to support Panda and me in making more original content, please leave us a rating and comment on iTunes. This will help us enormously and earn you a giant thank you and a xie xie. Alright, 下周六见. See you next Saturday.